Welcome to the Orlando Impact Podcast, a podcast dedicated to shining the spotlight on purpose-driven leaders in the Orlando area. If you are looking to sharpen your leadership skills while being inspired by the struggles and stories of triumph of local leaders, this podcast is for you. Hey, Andy Young here with the Life Wealth Group, and I believe that everybody has a dream that drives them forward. Join myself and Hilgard this week and every week as we discuss thoughts and ideas with some of Orlando's top leaders. From business owners to leaders of nonprofits, these discussions can help you make better decisions for how to run your business and live a life that you dream about. Welcome to the show. Dino Rochelle is here with us today. Dino, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. And uh, I want to ask you a question. Tell us a little bit about your story. How did you start out in this very specific area of business? Uh, you're doing very, very beautiful custom work. When we look at your custom sinks that you have created and help some folks with. But, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about your story. Well, I started out uh, early as a kitchen designer. And I've always had a knack for seeing opportunities that most people miss and as a kitchen designer, my focus was on uh, ergonomics and function and efficiency. But when I got to the kitchen sink, there wasn't a sink out there that made any sense. And I thought, why is nobody building a single bowl sink with a rear corner drain? So I went around to all the manufacturers and said, hey, if you do this, I think it's going to be a hit. Nobody was interested. I thought, all right, got to do this myself. So that's how I got into the business. Wow. Wow. That's, that's kind of interesting, right? So the moment there's not a solution around you, you're saying, I'm going to take, I'm going to take the baton and I'm going to create the solution. So what was the greatest challenges for you? If you think back, you know, do you know how long have you been in business now? 21 years. 21 years. Wow. So if we, if you take us back here to say the first five years of, uh, you know, stepping out, becoming an entrepreneur, Probably your dad is saying, Dino, you're crazy. Maybe your dad was a business owner. He said, go for it, Dino. But you're making the insecure decision, right? You're picking the entrepreneurial route. What were some of the biggest challenges back then that you faced that ultimately brought you to enough momentum to create success? Well, I started this very early in the internet days. So there was no one to ask a question of. <laughs> um, I was working uh, as a kitchen designer. I believe I had my own business at that time. And I was a single dad with three children. And um, I managed to make a website on Microsoft Word and made a couple sales. And I thought, oh, I need to quit my job and do this because this looks like it's exciting and I might be able to do well with it. So I did that <laughs> with a mountain of credit card debt and um, did extremely well with my very first online business, which uh, I sold everything. I sold ceiling fans, light fixtures, it was called Luxury Home Products, and did unbelievably well. And then I got into this, um, building sinks, about a year, year and a half into that. And most of my focus originally was on that big business that was – I was running it out of my house. It was a multi-million dollar business. I had 18 phone lines coming into my house and people working everywhere. 
And uh, then I realized this is really the business that, that I like because I'm changing people's lives. I'm making things easy for them. I'm giving them more time. You can't make time, but you can save time. So my sync designs I'm finding, uh, especially through a lot of feedback, save people anywhere between five and 15 minutes per meal. That adds up to dozens and dozens and dozens of hours at the end of every year. It's like a free vacation by buying a sink. Wow. So that's what got me going into this. But what was really difficult in the beginning is I didn't know how to build a website. Um, I didn't know how to start a business. And it was, and I had no business plan, didn't know how to do that. I still never had a business plan. <laughs> business plan was to succeed. <laughs> so no matter what, no matter what. So uh, I had to do it all myself. I had to learn how to build websites and, and I didn't have anyone to ask any questions. My father was a doctor in psychology, so he didn't have a real business background. So I couldn't even ask my father for help. So it was go it alone and make a lot of mistakes and learn fast. <laughs> yeah. How did you overcome? How, how did you overcome maybe some of your difficult times maybe some turning points. How did you just persevere and overcome? Uh, I think I, <laughs> a lot of my friends, especially my wife, says I have a quick draw attitude. <laughs> the gun comes out really fast. I make decisions without thinking them through sometimes very carefully. And I uh, – Honestly, I don't have a problem with that because I know I'll make mistakes, but if I make enough fast decisions, one of them's going to stick so, and, and do well. So that's basically what I've done. If I see a problem, I immediately change course and do something different to overcome the obstacle. Take quick action. Be decisive. Yes. Um, that's that's Take fantastic. Unbelievable risks. Yes. Yeah, it's been... Yes. Uh, 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 an amazing roller coaster ride. I understand. What do you see as the greatest opportunity for you to make an impact to your family or community with your business that you would like to capture? What do you, how do you see that? <clears throat> well, my my goal has always been to share uh, with my family um, and. Uh, my favorite charity here locally. Well, and, and the police department, we've helped them out um, in the schools um, or a, I should say a school, a middle school. I've helped out there. Um, interesting story about me getting involved in the charity. Uh, it's called Loaves and Fishes. It's here in uh, Apopka, Florida. And they, um, uh, four days a week, they, um, um, give food to people in need, a big grocery basket full of food. And uh, at the time that I thought I wanted to help out, I was making an incredible amount of money. And I thought, you know, it's really easy to write a check. That, that's the easy thing to do. Yeah. I'm going to go volunteer. So I went in and they said, oh boy, we could definitely use you on Tuesdays. And I thought to myself, 
like all day Tuesday? <laughs> they said, no, no, it's, it's, it's just for four or five hours. And I'm thinking, all right. So I left the meeting thinking, oh my God, what did I get myself into? This, this is awful. So I go the first day, and after that first day, I could not wait to go back the next Tuesday. Wow. It was incredible. The people that came in, it was shocking to me how happy they were. These are people that are down and out, that are having to uh, come in and ask for food for their family, but they're, they were all happy. Mm -hmm. it, it just... It was so uplifting. Tuesday was my uplifting day, and, and the volunteers were incredible. I did that for about uh, eight or ten years, um, and, and then I, I became the vice president of, of the organization, and um, I forget how many years ago it was, but we were having some difficulties with my business, and I said, I can't do this anymore. Um, I, I need to work like 12 hour days on my business to keep it afloat. And, uh, so, but I've been very involved with them. We do give them monthly donations. Um, and they're just an incredible organization. That is fantastic. I, I hear that often from our guests. It's like when you couple your treasure with your time, and especially if you can give to a community impact where you also can bring your talent. And a lot of times for business owners, you know, it's the way we think. It's the quick draw, as you said. It's mm -hmm. a decision making. Uh, often if we can help um, maybe the leaders of an organization that's a non-profit organization, you know, with business thinking. But in any case, when, when there's overlap between our time and our treasure, or there's overlap between our time and our talent, or, you know, two of the three brings joy up substantially but ultimately if you can combine all three of them then the joy goes absolutely through the roof and it's interesting i could see it on your face the the amount of joy that you received and inspiration you receive when you're seeing like hey my life counts my business counts we can make a difference right yeah what, what i think was surprising to me i expected the gift of my time to be my burden of doing this, but I never realized the opposite was true, that I got back more than I gave. It's like I kept trying to give like so that it would be uh, uh, a chore or something that was difficult, but it was just the opposite. It was absolutely an amazing 10 years. And, and I just realized I do help them a lot with their website stuff, and I monitor and take care of their Facebook and set them up so they can get online donations, which I had no idea how big that was for them until our last uh, meeting. They said that they get a tremendous amount of online uh, donations based on what I built for them to be able to receive that. That's fantastic. I can see on the internet and I can see how well you've done a display of your different work that you have the gift for that. So I want to come back to the business if I could. What mm -hmm. relationships has uh, been the most important for you while you were growing your company? Ooh, easily my employees. Um, I've been, uh, I, I've been blessed with many amazing employees, especially right now. Um, I believe I have the best group of employees I've ever had. 
um, by far. Um, and then, of course, the relationship I have with my vendors. Um, we've always had, or I've always had a policy of paying bills that were even due in 30 days on day one. I've done that through my whole career. Um, and I, I've done that, be, and I think that's a smart move for any business if they can afford to do that because it sets you apart from everyone else that they do business with. And the companies are more likely to favor you when uh, a judgment needs to be made on something, whether they should do it or not for me kind of thing. I don't call on favors very often. It's very, very rare. But when I do, they always say, well, we owe you guys so much. <laughs> yeah, whatever you want kind of thing. And that's that's helpful in business. That makes sense. It's It's kind of counterintuitive because in business, mostly the cash flow game is being played. Hold on, hold off on uh, you know your payables. Get your receivables in as quick as possible. But when you do the opposite, um, you get repaid in so many more ways and times. And uh, your vendors are working, you know, willing to work with you. So that's that's a great point. You know, it's you're doing something very different there that what the business school teaches people to do, right? Yeah, there's something else that I've done in all the businesses that I've had is. I've always had a closed down number, meaning that if I shut my business down today, I can pay all my bills promptly. And when I, uh, if you recall, I very quickly closed down my um, cabinetry design business to get into the internet. Yes. And every single vendor that I had called me and said, we've never at a company close down and prompt pay their bills on their way of closing down. They said, usually we have to chase them for the money, but you paid early. And, and, yes. and to me, that is the right way to do business. You should never be in business where you can't pay your bills. It's just not the, that's time. Before you get to that point, you, you need to realize mm -hmm. You've made some bad business decisions. It's time to close. Yeah, I love what you. Else. I love what you're saying. Um, you know, in, in in planning, we talk a lot about uh, for individuals to have an emergency reserve fund, uh, liquid cash, and then we talk to our business owners about having a liquid cash account inside their business. And then you took it a step further, and you said, "Okay, the size of the liquid cash in my business is going to be my closed down number that says that mm -hmm. if I need to shut this business down." I'm going to preserve my my legacy, my reputation, and I'm not going to walk away from not paying people. But um, I can see the wisdom of that. That's very, very wise because it also gives you probably during this COVID time that things were kind of going sideways or crazy. It gave you the level of comfort that there's enough cash in the business that you would be able to sustain, right? Correct. Yeah. I love that, Dino. That's fantastic advice to our listeners. I love that. Another question for you. In our experience, in your experience, <clears throat> what has uniquely worked for you to grow your business? What were the big growers in the way that you were able to grow your business? What's worked for you? One-on-one -on -one, uh, contact with every single customer. Um, and, and I'll explain that. Um, people typically do not order on my website. In fact, I discourage them from doing that. I want them to call and talk to me so I can walk them through the process. 
And I find that I build sometimes lasting relationships with many of my customers. I mean, we've, we're a small company. We only build five, 600 sinks a year. Uh, we're up to about 11,300 sinks over the period of the 21 years or so. Um, but what I found is that we were actually forced to stop advertising in 2010 because of all of the referral business. Now it's a combination of referral business and a tremendous amount of repeat business. So <clears throat> by treating people well, becoming friends with them, uh, we have, in many cases, when someone calls to order a sink, they think they're going to be on the phone for five or ten minutes. Very often, it's an hour, an hour and a half. And we're not always talking about sinks. We're talking about life. We're talking about their project. We're talking about uh, the COVID thing now. Um, but I, I just like to talk to people. My parents nicknamed me Mr. Talkaholic when I was a little kid. <laughs> <laughs> and, so this is a perfect job for me. I'm on the phone all day. <laughs> That's fantastic. Hey, sorry for the interruption. It's Andy. And I know you're listening to the Orlando Impact Podcast because you want to help maximize your impact in your family, community, and organizations that you care about. I've got something for you. If you want to take this a step further... I want you to head on over to thelifewealthgroup.com and sign up for our weekly newsletter. This is a collection of hand-picked articles along with focus on things that you can be doing to make a difference. We send it every Friday straight to your inbox. Finally, I would like to invite you to our upcoming webinar that will help educate you on making informed decisions for retiring in the new normal. So go to thelifewealthgroup.com to sign up today for our weekend reading and keep informed on how you can continue to make an impact in your community. I've always found that the most profound things in life are sub sometimes they sound like the most simple things. And a lot of times people tune out when these things have been said, especially if it's been said over and over again. And I feel every time I hear a business successful business owner that we interview say these things a lot of times people just say well i've heard that before but i i hear the power and i'm just going to say it again what i'm hearing you saying is i love I legitimately care about my people i love on them i build relationships the referrals that has come from that has been absolutely tremendous and then the best client you can have is a client that comes back it's repeat clients and that's predominantly been the biggest driver. So doing the right thing, building relationships, treating people like people, loving on them, uh, just is really, really, really good for life. It's really, really good for business as well, right? Yeah, I, I have extremely high expectations of other businesses when I do business with them. And sometimes they're far too idealistic. I hold everyone to my standards, okay? Um, <clears throat> But I treat my customers the way I would want to be treated, and I have very, very high standards. I answer the phone at least 12 hours a day, wow. seven days a week, because I don't want someone on a Sunday or a Saturday with a question that's going to hold up their project having to wait till Monday to get an answer. 
Not when you're buying what is considered the finest sink in the world. No, they should get an answer instantly. Yes. I'm also hearing something that you just said. You have a natural desire and gift to, uh, we're going to call it the gift of the gab, right? Or this, the desire to talk to oh, people, yeah. as your parents have said. And you structured your company in such a way that you are operating in your biggest area of gift. And it yes. is the relationship and the talking with, with customers and clients. I can see why you're successful. But that's very smart. We call that identifying your unique ability and then operating in your unique ability by creating your business in such a way that you get that opportunity as the business owner to do so. So for our listeners, again, that's just a very strong key is what is your unique ability? That's a big question that people you know, normally don't know about. And there's, again, tools and assessments you could use to be able to figure that out. But intuitively, you knew your dad said it, your mom said it, hey, you have the gift of the gab. And uh, that's that relationship that makes that ignites things for you. So as we look into the future, Dino, uh, what do you see? What is your what is your vision for your company in the next three to five years? What is it that you would like to accomplish in your business? This is almost sad to say. Um, I'm, I'm going to go back to nine. Uh, 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 when was it? 2000. When was 9-11? What year was that? Now I can't even remember. It was, was in 2008. 2008. Um, my business skyrocketed after that. I, I, I've never seen anything like it. And I um, realized at the time what was happening, people were scared to travel. They couldn't sell their homes. So they were stuck in their house and they wanted to remodel. So when people remodel, they pay more attention to the smaller things, the sink, the faucet, um, because that's what their focus is, is just the kitchen. When they build, the focus is on the entirety of the project and getting people to focus or spend a lot of money on a sink is much more difficult. Well, I think we're there again in that exact same situation. Um, and I'm already seeing it. Our business has skyrocketed over the past week, uh, something I haven't seen in years. And I believe that um, this COVID thing is going to linger and uh, especially uh, is going to uh, distress the traveling market. I think a lot of uh, especially wealthy people are going to think twice about hopping on a plane and going to Europe, uh, certainly not going to Italy. <laughs> so uh, I, I think for and until this passes, people are hunkered down at home. They've got the money to spend because they were going to go on the trip. Hey, let's remodel the kitchen. And I'm seeing that already. That is, that is very, very cool. Um, that is very cool. Yes. We seeing those trends. I was with a friend of mine that um, sells, uh, he's a, a agency for Vermeer and Vermeer sells a lot of times, uh, equipment to people in the tree business and mm -hmm. he's saying the same thing is going through the roof and the only thing they can think of is people at home they're looking at their yards and they're looking at that tree that they should have been taken care of mm -hmm. and um you know that's a result of it so i'm i'm thrilled for you it sounds like this um is bringing uh, more and more business to you and that is absolutely fantastic you know what a very very impactful story i Really appreciate it. I could see absolutely how you came alive as you were talking about your business, your platform. Looking back over the last 21 years, would you would you do this again? Would you be an entrepreneur again if you had the, oh my the choice? 
Oh, I've still got more ideas. <laughs> That's fantastic. I started out as an entrepreneur. I realized later in life, uh, in college, um, I used to go to aquarium stores, and I noticed that they had these rocks in the aquariums. And this was in Pittsburgh, where I went to school at Duquesne University. And there was a side of the road where they had blasted, and there's these beautiful red and green shale rocks. I just loaded up my car and went around to aquarium stores and I sold rocks for a year off the side of the road. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Can make good money selling yeah. rocks off the side of the road. Yeah, that's fantastic. My last question I have for you is it if you were to give advice to my audience, uh, maybe summarize it in three, four uh, points, if you would, to, and I'm going to ask it this way. If you were to give our audience advice as to how to suck the marrow out of life, how to get the most out of your life, how to get the most out of your wealth, um, how would you how would you state it, and what what would of advice would you share with them? That's easy. Um, do something that you love to do that you have passion with, um, because it, and I know this is cliche. If you do that, you never work. I never work. Someone asked me when I was going to retire, and I said, from what? Having all this fun? It doesn't make sense to me. Anything that I can think of in retirement is not as much fun as this is for me. This is yes. what I love to do. And two, um, do something with your gifts, charity, family, um, and don't forget about family. You know, I've been blessed to be able to help my family, my sister and my parents quite a bit uh, during this period. And um, that, that means that they don't have to ask for help outside the family. And uh, um, I guess that's, oh, and <laughs> um, make sure if you're going to be an entrepreneur that you've married someone that's willing to go on the roller coaster ride with you. <laughs> that's wise. That's extremely wise. So make sure that's your wife. Important. Yeah, it's not easy. It is yes. definitely not easy for the non-entrepreneur. Um, it's a scary, scary ride. Uh, the highs are very high and the lows are very low on a typical work platform where you're working for someone else it's very steady you know what the paycheck's going to be every week you know when your vacations are i took my first uh full week vacation i think three years ago in my life wow is it wow wow how do you give yourself a vacation it, <laughs> nobody's ever given me one right <laughs> The guy, the guy in the mirror is tough at times, right? Yes, and, and that was my wife insisting on that, and it was lovely. It was very yes. nice. Awesome. Well, Dino, how can people get in touch with you? How do they reach out to you? Uh, uh, share with them, please, your website, your uh, phone numbers, uh, faxes, whatever. How, how can people get in touch with you? Oh, thank you. Uh, my website is my last name, and it's R-A-C-H-I-E-L-E.com. Um, and everyone mispronounces it, including my family. We say Raquel, but it's Italian. It should be Raquele. Um, Raquele. And my phone number is 407-880-6903, answered 12 hours a day by me. Awesome. And folks, um, as we wrap up our time, I am staring at the website, and I can tell you I'm seeing awesome, awesome sinks that are very time-saving. Um, I'm, uh, I'm amazed. Um, 
there's a remodeling projects in my future and I can see some beautiful sinks in, in my future as well. So highly recommend you take a look at those uh, websites and give Dino a call. So this concludes our time. Thank you so much for your time, Dino. I appreciate uh, your, your story It's uh, and our time together. Thank you again. Thank you. It was so nice meeting you. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for tuning in today, and I hope you found the information here insightful. Both myself and the LifeWealth Group team want to provide you with the very best resources and education to make the best decisions for your financial future. And that's why I want to offer you a complimentary review of your entire financial and retirement plan. There's no cost for this visit. It's simply a chance for you to get an education about your money so that you can make informed decisions for yourself moving forward found that many people don't have a full understanding of three basic things. They don't know how much they're paying for fees and commissions. They don't know how much unnecessary risk they're taking with their nest egg, let alone the tax implications of their retirement savings. When we meet, whether it's in person at our office or an online video meeting, we're going to help you understand all of those issues. We want to walk you through a proprietary planning process, the Life Wealth Dream Builder, where we focus on investment planning, risk planning, income planning, healthcare planning, and tax planning. To get started, all you need to do is visit thelifewealthgroup.com. Click schedule a conversation where we will reserve a time to give you a complimentary impact analysis of your financial dreams. Thanks for listening to the Orlando Impact Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Podcast. The more reviews we get, the more people we can reach. If you found this information helpful, you can also share the episode. Thanks again for taking the time to listen, and be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Orlando Impact Podcast. Securities offered only by duly registered individuals through Madison Avenue Securities, LLC, MAS, member of FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC, AEWM, a registered investment advisor. MAS and the Life Wealth Group are not affiliated entities. AEWM and the Life Wealth Group are not affiliated entities. The Life Wealth Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. The Life Wealth Group is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute as tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with U.S. government or any governmental agency.